0: What's going on entrepreneurs, small business owners and side hustlers everywhere, looking to get into the Seven Figures Club. That's the purpose of this podcast, to help you get into the 5% of businesses that generate a million dollars a year. And we've got a guest today who is going to help you get there. Her name is Samantha Varner. She is a Canadian, who is hanging out in Texas. She loves the sunshine, but she's missing the snow and she teaches women and entrepreneurs everywhere how to be badass entrepreneurs. She also spends her non-coaching hours devouring books, podcasts, drinking all the coffee she can and a little bit of wine. She's got a decade of experience in the financial field. Uh, She's a certified financial planner. And she has years of pr and marketing training under her belt she teaches business strategy confidence mindset we're going to get into her crush formula which is an important one for business owners to understand she is a straight talking no bullshit kind of gal my kind of gal she has four not so tiny humans who are getting bigger by the second and some of them play soccer like my son does in the snow it's very very cold out there playing soccer <laughs> in the snow And uh, as well, she's got uh, Zane as well, who is her dog, who keeps her company in the home office, and a child sweetheart for a husband, a great man there, helping the empire building. Sam, welcome to the podcast. There are over 32 million businesses in the US, and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we, as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven-figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go.
1: Thank you so much for having me. That sounds... uh... When you listen to all that stuff about yourself, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I did that, do that all is those me. things. Yeah, yeah Cool, yeah, cool. Exactly
0: right. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things uh, you also have talked about is it sounds like you uh, did travel the world uh, quite a bit. Um, and was that before you started this business?
1: It was. Actually, it, it kind yeah. of is what, what created this business. But yeah, my husband's oil and gas. So okay. following his little career trajectory yeah, around sure. uh, over the years for
0: sure and so and and so yeah oil and gas was uh, i know that's a uh, big uh, in canada as well and then did that kind of lead you guys down to texas
1: it did it led us first to australia so that was kind of a oh a cool, really uh-huh
0: wow. tell us tell us about that what was australia like what would you guys oh, do there
1: it was fantastic so we were um we were at his Colleagues going away party in Calgary and she was going to this Australian company and she said to us, would you guys ever live there? And of course, who says no? Everybody says yes. Sounds great. I think she left in May and by the end of July, we were moving to Australia with our two kiddos and one on the way, like a very new, very new uh, information that he was on his way. So yeah, a little bit of Australia and then Fast forward not long, two and a half years, I think, between there and we were moving to Texas. So, oil and gas. Amazing. Yeah. So, so oil and
0: gas, Australia, now Texas. And Mm -hmm. your background is kind of in uh, PR and marketing and finance strategy. What eventually led you to say, hey, There's a lot of business owners, especially women entrepreneurs that need support. They need the right tactics to succeed. What kind of led you to launch and go down a path of entrepreneurship yourself?
1: Um, A couple of things, but for sure, it was that uh, all those moves, right? It was me going to Australia and requalifying to get back into financial services in the down under kind of world, then (laughs) moving before I could even take a step into that besides all the training moving to texas and realizing canadian qualifications and australian qualifications were rather pointless in texas and yeah. not wanting to go through that process and then end up in norway or whoever wherever we were going to end up next um and so at that point i was like okay no i'm doing something where i can be like a turtle and bring it with me wherever i go wherever I like he it. goes yeah so that's that's how we got to that and then it was just trying to uncover how to use the skills that I had, really taking inventory of what have I done? What do I know? Who do I want to help? And then figuring out, well, what business is that exactly that I could be doing that with? So I started out money coaching individuals. So talking about Mm. personal finances and really delving into that piece. And everybody that showed up was business owners. And it was like, Mm. well, we can make more money rather than play with your budget so much. That's not as fun as me just teaching you how to make more sales and make more money. So that's how we got here.
0: No question. And, you know, you talk a lot about kind of your story, watching your dad, who was a construction business owner, what were some of the lessons you took away from watching him, you know, build and grow his construction company?
1: I think first and foremost, I liked the idea of being the boss. Um, I liked I liked the visual of that just as a little kid, getting to watch him come in and make the decisions and doing doing all the boss-like things. So my little kid brain loved that piece. And then as I got older and was watching him, part of it was actually where I started to get really interested in business development. So where I was watching what he was doing and trying to make my own decisions about, oh, did I like what he was doing? Did I think he could do it differently differently? Starting to read books and kind of reflecting on the business I knew, yeah. which at the time was his. Right, so he was um, kind of my first external guinea pig. He definitely wasn't yeah. my client, but I was. I was using him as a case study to learn the do's and don'ts of business and watching him go through that over you know multiple decades. So,
0: wow, wow, that that's uh, that's incredible. And and so as you've kind of gone through this journey and you've helped other business owners, I'm curious: are there any uh, specific uh, books uh, that you have read that made a big impact on you that you recommend, or or what uh, what are just some of the different things that have inspired you as you put together this crush formula that we're going to get into in a minute here?
1: Yeah, I think I'm a notorious reader. Like I, yeah, I to be able to pinpoint even a couple of books would be. I feel like there'd be a lot of lonely books on the shelf uh, crying. But I think. For me, Profit First was probably the number one, really, I'm looking at my books as we speak, like that's, they're over there. Um, But I think Profit First was probably the first time I started to contemplate from a financial perspective, how we could look at it a little bit differently than the traditional model of you just get whatever's left over in the bottom of the barrel, which is for most entrepreneurs, especially at the beginning, there's not much in there, right? That barrel's pretty empty. And I think changing that philosophy and changing that perspective, that book's worth the read. It's worth the time. even if you're not a reader, it's worth it's worth reading it. So
0: no question. I just did a podcast episode uh, here in our studio. we were talking exactly about that about the fact that 60% of business owners are either breaking even or they're losing money. And even some of the 40% that are, you know, quote unquote, profitable, are substantially profitable, and maybe only fourteen percent of business owners are actually taking home just a hundred thousand dollars in net income to themselves as the business owner. And so, profit first is is obviously it's very important for business owners to understand you know that how that works and why it's so important for their success as a business owner. And over the years, you know, you've worked hard and developed this uh, formula called the Crush Formula. Tell us how this formula works and why it's so effective at getting entrepreneurs on track, because so many are not on track.
1: Yeah, I think the development of the Crush Formula was me evaluating over and over again what my individual clients were facing, right? What were the things that kept coming up and the issues that we were still dealing with? And trying to figure out, well, is there a pattern to this madness? Like, what what is happening? And the Crush Formula... Hits on what I think are the five pillars of business success. So, okay. the first is the C, which is really talking mission, vision, value. So, really I like that, like deeply getting ingrained in why are you doing what you're doing, who are you helping, why are, why does that even matter to you or honestly to them? So that's your first and foremost. And most business owners or a lot of business owners come at it from, I think this is a business that will work, right? In fact, I mean, honestly, that's how I started my business was, I think this is something that people would want. Instead of being, I'm building a business that will support the life that I want, right? I've got four kids. I've got a whole life that I want to build. And my business is there to back that up. It's not the first, it's not the number one. It's number two to building that life that I'm building. And I think as entrepreneurs, when it gets hard, that's where we forget. We forget that we're actually trying to create a life for ourselves. And the business is supposed to be a better, more palatable way to do it than being a corporate nine to five, listening to your boss, right? We all do that. We start a business thinking, I can do it better. I can make more money. I can have more time freedom. And so many business owners don't ever even hit those milestones, right? So we start there.
0: No question. And for a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, female entrepreneurs out there, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you get into a business and you're growing and and I've had a lot of successful ones on the show. And at the beginning, they talked about this challenge with numbers and money and kind of how you're brought up some way and kind of this mindset that they have to tweak and twist to turn into a successful business owner what are some of those challenges you've seen that specifically female entrepreneurs face uh, and i think a lot of a lot of other entrepreneurs do too but especially them you know how, how what is the mindset that they have and what does it need to change to
1: a huge percentage of them are dealing with shame around their lack of understanding of money as if mm. there's okay. some sort of especially women and men have this too, but they're a lot less likely to admit it, to be honest. They're just like, oh, yeah. I'll just figure it out or pretend, yeah. right?
0: I'm not I'm not asking for directions though. Don't ask me. Ask no,
1: I'm not asking for directions. <laughs> I do not need a map. It's totally fine. <laughs> um, but that money shame that somehow this is something that we should already intrinsically know and we don't and we feel terrible about it versus yeah. it's not, none of the money in business is particularly hard, right? I say to people all the time, I'm like, the money is not. The math is not hard, right? So if you were struggling in sixth grade math and you thought, or algebra was terrible, whatever that looked like, that we're not dealing with that in business money. It's very much like subtraction and addition. We can all do that. Yeah. Um, but it's about looking at those numbers and being willing to evaluate what those numbers are actually doing or meaning in your business at any given time. And there's a lot of shame around that. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of avoidance that happens.
0: There is. And and in our space, Sam, like we're we're a business uh, funding marketplace. We're constantly helping entrepreneurs and small business owners, you know, all different industries get access to money and financing and capital. And and over and over and over again, we see it where nobody learned anything about credit, finance, money, business in school, in college even. And so there is, there's this lack of education and, and knowledge about the things that truly matter. And instead of Really buckling down and understanding, you know, profit and losses, and 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 how to put together, you know, money, you know, rules that make sense from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint. Understanding that there's good debt, there's bad debt, Mm -hmm. and how to avoid uh, the bad and and harness the good. I mean, those are concepts that people just don't understand. And so, at the end of the day, it's like, where can I go learn and and get some of this information so that I can make better decisions. And at the end of the day, that's what you're providing these business owners is that information that they didn't get. And so for them to, you know, actually take that next step, what is kind of a good starting place for them to get the right mindset so that they can now translate into building a successful business? I know for some of the studies I've seen is sometimes... And clearly, this is all, so many business owners, but especially female entrepreneurs, are sometimes you get in a service-based business and the margins are very low, and then that makes it difficult. So what are some of the steps that you help these business owners understand that they can take to start increasing margins and, like you said, build a life, not just a business?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we talk about a lot in She Profit School and just with my one-on-one clients is pricing right? Especially when you're in charge of your pricing, I would be willing to say, and this is a made up stat, but I think it's probably true. 99% of business owners out there are charging less than what is possible for them. And they are reluctant to increase their prices because they think they're going to lose clients. And it's just not true. It's just not true. It's more about what you think about yourself. Do you think that you're capable of delivering a service at a certain level and you can you can then use that price reasonably and comfortably? But there is that that imposter syndrome comes in real hard when you're talking about pricing and whether or not you can justify increasing your prices or justifying, you know, just charging a higher amount altogether.
0: It's so true, Sam. You know, I had a a business uh, partner with a previous business. And we were rolling something out, and he was just constantly, like, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't create this product, or no, that price is wrong. And what we tend to do as business owners, as people, is we we put our, we, we consider what we think to be what the market thinks. And mm-hmm. the market is vastly different than us. And so, whereas if we look at something, we're like, oh, I would, I would never pay for that, right? Or I would, mm-hmm. you know, never actually do that, uh, you know, for my business or or whatever I'm doing then you start to think, oh, well, that's how the market thinks. And that's not at all how the market thinks because the market is completely different than what you think. And when you start to understand that, and instead of making decisions where, well, this is what I think, when you start to think, no, actually, this is what the market thinks, then that's going to be vastly more successful for you as a business owner to start thinking that way. And so that's that's been one of my big takeaways is how can you begin to think, and figure out well it doesn't matter what i think it matters what the market thinks so so if you're in that position and you're like oh should i increase my prices what are kind of a couple steps that you think someone should take to prove out that yes they actually should and here's why
1: yeah i think the number one thing i tell clients in terms of getting comfortable with that pricing right is you need to you need to believe deeply that your product is worth that price right so going through the exercise of writing it out why is this the best price for my clients why what do i deliver that when you look at what is the monetary value of the result you give them of course it's worth x number of dollars right and the one and thing that i funny. do i do tell clients all the time i'm like if you have a new price in your mind that you want to you want to start charging people but you're uncomfortable with saying the number right you don't want to say in a sales call and get all awkwardy and weird that's not going to help you so I tell my clients, they need to, every time they go to the bathroom and they're washing their hands, look in the mirror and say the price out loud and do it till it sounds like your phone number. Like you're that smooth at I saying that like price. like that.
0: That's good.
1: It makes a huge difference because yeah. then you don't do that stumbly weird thing when you're like, ah, oh, my price is, and the people are like, something's wrong with that person. There's definitely- They don't believe in their product. Nah. Or there's something sketchy is what our thoughts as a consumer are, even though it's just we're nervous and it's fine. Right. Yeah.
0: That's so important. That's so important. Being able to just say your price and know your script and your pitch so well that it just comes off so naturally. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is so important. And and for, and and the other thing you'll realize is there's, there's not that many objections, right? Sometimes, oh, there's so many objections to my, there's usually what four or five, maybe at most nine or 10 objections And oftentimes there's two or three that are the most common. And when you can practice your rebuttal and response to that objection and how you resolve that and have that come out so quickly and naturally and just right off the tip of your tongue without even thinking or having to read a script That is what is so powerful. And that's why it's starting to look at it as a craft. What you're doing is Mm -hmm. a skill set that you're acquiring as a business owner. And then at some point, you can start to build a business and empower others to kind of do the same thing and kind of replace yourself in the business. So, you know, as a business coach, a lot of the audience, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, looking to join that seven figures club, or maybe even beyond that to eight figures, which is an even small percent of businesses, how would you designate what you do, which it sounds like is more profit coaching versus necessarily generic business coaching?
1: Well, yeah, it it definitely has evolved that way. It started out as honestly a marketing strategy for me. There's a lot of business coaches out there. And so to be a profit coach, you know, at, at first it was very much set myself aside and be something different. But what I've determined is there are so many business coaches out there that don't tackle the money stuff. They don't tackle the financial piece of a business owner's stuff. There's discussion about marketing. There's discussion about social media. There's discussion about sales, but not really being like, and here's how you price your product or your service. And here's how you you know create a money date every month in your business so that you're actually seeing your numbers and you know what they look like and you're comfortable with the decision making we go through when are you supposed to hire like automation so human automation delegation all of that sort of stuff that is all tied to the money you can you can't just hire somebody if you don't have the cash flow too many people do that and then they immediately have to retract and get rid of that person because they don't have the cash flow coming in. So it's those kind of pieces just were that was a gap in the market of talking about that and having it be really comfortable to ask me the questions and feel like it might be a stupid question, right? We all have that hesitation of, I don't want to admit I don't know what I don't know. And I think what I do really well is allow them to ask the question. We have a conversation, they walk away with that knowledge, which they can go forth and do whatever they want to do with that knowledge. But it that's the difference is being able to get your supporting team to answer those questions, whether it's your accountant or your bookkeeper, anybody in your life as a business owner, if you can ask those questions, you you'll be educated. So it's not just I tell you what to do. It's actually I teach you and then you go forth and use that knowledge.
0: That's outstanding. And that's exactly what business owners need to be doing to to become more profitable. And one of the key things that you just mentioned is something that I I hear from time to time from very successful business coaches and and business professionals out there and entrepreneurs. And you mentioned this concept of a money date. And I think that's so important. Unpack that for you. What do you mean by a money date?
1: Okay. So, What I mean is that you are knee deep in your actual business accounts. You have a very clear understanding and it it becomes just habitual, right? So you get a very clear understanding of what money is coming in your business, what money is coming out of your business, what does it look like if you tweak the numbers a little bit, right? So when we talk about raising prices earlier, when you talk about what would it look like if I went from $7,500 to $10,000 for that service, what would that shift in my business how much faster could I hit the goals that I'm wanting to hit? It's kind of playing, right? It a Math equation is just that. Just pull out a variable and pop something else in there and see what it looks like. And then decide, do I have the time and the capacity to create those things? But doing it all the time means you actually know what's going on. You're not just waiting for the end of the year where the accountant says, well, you own, owe $52,000 in tax. And you think, Okay. And you just pay it because you don't, you haven't looked at it the whole year. This way, you know exactly what to expect and you can plan for it and make decisions, really powerful decisions moving forward.
0: No question. You know, Sam, in your experience, what percent of businesses do you think are just kind of going through the motions and aren't really sure if they're actually profitable in their business?
1: A huge percentage. Um, I would say I get maybe. 10 or 15% of the business owners that I talk to that come to me with a finger on the pulse of their financial piece starting out that they're already there and we're just building on it versus we're starting that at the beginning.
0: So true. It just it's a majority of business owners that don't have any idea and and unfortunately truth truth be told my previous business that's exactly where I was we had grown really fast zero to $5 million in sales in 18 months and taking on a bunch of employees and expenses. I actually had no idea week in, week out if we were even profitable. And soon it became very clear, not only were we not profitable, but that we were bleeding money and we didn't know exactly what to do. And basically I had to start over, had business partners who I'd brought in, who didn't share my values and principles. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny uh, today we actually did a, a training here in our office uh, with with our team here, and and we brought in uh, you know one of our one of our accountants, and I had him come in you know over four years ago when I started the business, and I'm like hey. I want to know every week exactly where we stand. Did we make money? Did we lose money this week? And he put all the rules together for me and I can track every single week and know exactly where we stand. And I think until you get to that point where you know where you stand financially, that you are profiting first, that you are building something that is growing, that is bringing in money and creating a life for yourself, you're always going to struggle with that because you just won't have the details and the know-how And that's why it's so important to have someone who's an advocate for you, who can teach you how to do that. And if you don't, business is going to be a massive struggle. So at this point, Sam, a lot of people, you know, listening, learning, you know, to everything that you're sharing, understanding there's so many, you know, things they need to do to get on track as a business owner. We have a lot of new business owners listening to this podcast And so for them, they're thinking, okay, what's the next step? What's the one Mm -hmm. thing I can do? How can they, you know, connect with you or take a step today? We don't want them to just be passive listeners learning uh, to some information, but actually taking action to get their money right as a business owner. What's that next step they can take today?
1: Yeah, the next step I think is block off in your calendar sometime. We're early in the week, right? We're Monday. So block off in your calendar. 45 minutes this week where you're going to look through the accounts of your business. So first off, you have to figure out where all those are. Then you have to figure out the passwords and all of that sort of thing. And then once you've done all of that, right. If they're not all in one direct hub, but If they're not there, let's just say, then go through and actually look at them and write out and have an idea of exactly what you're spending per month on keeping the lights on in your business. That's the first number to know is like, if nothing, I have to bring in X amount of dollars to continue to operate. Once you have that number, you have to see how close are you, right? How close is the income to that every single month? Start there. Just having that picture will let you know, oops, there's a gap. I need to get some help or, oh no, we're close to the line, but we seem to be doing okay. Or there's money in the business. So then the question is, where's it going? Right. Mm. The next question is now let's take a look at what we're, what we're spending over and above keeping the lights on and making determination of what do we keep? What do we, what do we lose? What do we do with those things?
0: Very well put. It's kind of like how Mr. Wonderful talks about in Shark Tank, how much do I need to cover my nut each month? And mm-hmm. whatever that nut is, whatever that budget is, personally, it's the same thing as a business owner. Yeah. What are the minimum costs and expenses that you've got to cover? Keep the lights on, keep the business moving forward. And then you can start to get down to, great, well, how much am I actually able to take home as a business owner? Am yeah. I you know, growing the business? Am I growing my income? Am I growing my net worth? Etc. Cetera, et cetera, And those are super important things that you've got to be able to do as a business owner to get on track. And so that's the one thing you guys can do to start moving forward today. Where can they connect with you, Sam, and learn more about the Crush Formula?
1: Probably the best place um, is on Instagram. So it's at shecollective.biz. So come slip into the DMs there, ask me some questions. I'm always really answer, happy to answer them as they come up. Um, The other option is come and listen to my podcast, She Needs Grit. There's a lot of conversation in there about the crush formula and other ways of being profitable. So if you're a podcast junkie, which you most certainly are, come over there and listen to She Needs Grit.
0: There we go, guys. So look up the podcast, She Needs Grit, and head over to Instagram. And the handle is shecollective.biz right there on Instagram. And you can send her some DMs. She'll actually... Take the time and DM you back uh, with some different uh, you know, answers to your questions. But at the end of the day, it is about that money date. It's about getting on top of your finances as a business owner. It's profit first. And, and it's just becoming so much more aware of these things and not just mindlessly going through the process and creating a business that you don't love, that doesn't create a life that you want to have these are the steps that it takes to do it. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast and delivering so much value, guys. Again, make sure you go to Instagram, uh, her handle, shecollective.biz. And then, of course, She Needs Grit. Was that right? She Needs Grit is the podcast? Yeah, it is. Okay, perfect. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being a guest.
1: You are so welcome. This was wonderful. It was good to talk to your audience.